Whether you are waking up to sexual health or you've been awake the whole time, join Ashley and Lily as they explore sexual health topics. Wake Up to Sexual Health provides trigger warnings for each and every episode to add a layer of safety for all of our supporters. Sexual health covers a vast range of topics, and on this week's episode, we will be discussing sexual assault and abuse, rape, incest, domestic violence and abuse, psychological and physical trauma, and genital anatomy. We hope you find the information and education helpful. Thank you for joining us on Episode 2 of Wake Up to Sexual Health. April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month, and we'd like to take this opportunity in this episode to address what sexual assault is, where you can seek assistance, and some of the myths and stereotypes that come along with sexual assaults. We'll also be providing you with statistics nationally and Arkansas-related. The FBI defines rape as penetration, no matter how slight, of the vagina or anus with any body part or object or oral presentation by a sex organ of another person without the consent of the victim. The Department of Justice National Crime Victimization Survey from 2020 states that every 68 seconds an American is sexually assaulted. The National Institute of Justice and CDC Prevalence, Incidents, and Consequences of Violence Against Women 1998 survey states that one in six American women has been the victim of an attempted rape or a completed rape in her lifetime. The same study cites one in 33 for men. Many argue these numbers may not be reflective of all the instances of sexual assault which go unreported. Now that we have an idea and understanding of what sexual assault is, both nationally and in the state of Arkansas, let's take a look at some Arkansas statistics. It is interesting to note that up until the mid-90s, many states still had marital exemption rape laws on their books, meaning legally it was not against the law to rape your spouse. Arkansas still has an exemption law on the books for statutory rape, Meaning, if Jack and Jill are married, even if Jack is 19 and Jill is 13, Jack cannot be tried for statutory rape. A 2011 CDC study found 420,000 women and 375,000 men in Arkansas have experienced inner partner violence, including rape, physical abuse, and stalking. That is 795,000 out of a little over 3 million. That is a little less than one-third, or 27% of the population in Arkansas. We like to include statistics on interpartner violence when discussing sexual assault because, like sexual assault, these violent crimes are about violence, power, and control, and have very little to do with sex. According to the World Population Review, per capita rapes are 77 people out of 100,000 makes Arkansas number two in rapes for the United States. Just like everything in America, there are a lot of stereotypes, myths, and misconceptions about sexual assault, about victims, about perpetrators, um, and about what even sexual assault is. So I'm going to take a couple of minutes to discuss some misconceptions about um, perpetrators of sexual assault. 
So it's first and foremost, there is no one stereotype of how a perpetrator of sexual assault will appear, behave, work, or any other defining feature across the board. A 1989 study by Hazelwood and Warren on serial rapists found through interviews of convicted assailants, most serial rapists were mostly white, followed by black and then by Hispanic of those interviewed. 54% were employed. 51% had served in the armed forces. 24% scored superior on IQ tests, while 12% scored below average. 20% grew up in sub-marginal homes, and 17 grew up in socioeconomically advantaged environments. 76% had been abused as children. So as you can see, no one indicator and no one reason causes people to become rapists. Outside of serial rapists who choose victims mostly based on availability, um, many other sexual assaults are reported by people you know. So according to Rain, 8 out of 10 victims know their assailants, which means the premise of stranger rapes are not as common as people like to think. Just like there is no one type of assailant, there is no one type of victim. Reportedly, most victims are female, but the rest of the statistics are pretty diverse with no one type of victim apparent. Statistically, you are more likely to be a sexual assault victim if you are female between the ages of 18 to 34, but younger victims make up about 15% at 12 to 17 year olds, and 35 to 64 year olds make up about 28% of sexual assaults. 21% of sexual assault victims are transgender, genderqueer, college students, while 18% are not. Males between the ages of 18 to 24 in college are five times more likely to be sexually assaulted than same-age non-college students. When it comes to race, the highest race indicators are for Native Americans, who are two times more likely to be sexually assaulted compared to all other races. One prevailing myth amongst victims has to do with the appearance or the clothing that the victim was wearing at the time of their assault. This myth is completely untrue, and just so that you're able to wrap your head around how that looks, you can go to Oregon State University What Were You Wearing Art Exhibit. There you can explore the outfits that people were wearing while they were sexually assaulted and you will be able to see that clothing makes no difference because again, sexual assault is not about sex. It is about violence and power. It has absolutely nothing to do with the sexual desiredness of the victim. Just like in all communication, language is incredibly important. Dictionary.com defines rape culture as a society or environment whose prevailing societal attitudes have the effect of normalizing or trivializing sexual assault and abuse. I personally like BuzzFeed News and their definition of rape culture, which is a culture in which sexual violence is considered the norm, and which people aren't taught not to rape, but are taught not to be raped. This is an important distinction when it comes to things like victim blaming. By directing the responsibility to the victim on why they were raped versus why did the rapist sexually assault someone promotes the premise victims are at fault for rapists. 
and rape, the misunderstood crime by Allison and Reitzman, the premise of victim blaming is supported by three terms, cause, responsibility, and blame. In all three, it should be placed on the rapist, and yet in America, many times, it is placed on the victim. This is in proponent and support of a rape culture. If you have been or know someone that has been a victim of sexual assault, please seek medical treatment. You can contact any medical professional you are comfortable with. If you are 18 or above, you have the right to determine whether to report a sexual assault to the police. There are many state, county, and local resources available. Please visit www.idhi.uams.edu backslash for more information about sexual assault community resources within the state of Arkansas. Thank you for joining us for this episode on sexual assault. Join us next month when we will cover advocacy both for sexual assault and for domestic violence or interpartner violence. We have our very first guest coming on the show from Women and Children First, and we look forward to hearing all of the wonderful information that they have to share with us. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions for future topics, you can email us at sane at uams.edu. That's S-A-N-E at uams.edu. You can also visit our website at idhi.uams.edu slash telesane.